Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose names sound similar, but the music sounds different. This week we're talking about Grateful Dead or Alive. I am Jared. I am Dax. Caleb. I hit my knee. <laughs> Hello, I hit my knee. Hello, I hit my knee. Hello. All right, so Grateful Dead. Yes. Or Alive. Or Alive. Yes. Start with the Grateful Dead and we'll end being alive. I have never been into the Grateful Dead. I didn't know really anything about them other than they have been a band for a really long time. Very, long very time. popular. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I know almost no songs. You don't know almost, you know none? Basically none from this week. No, nothing really like caught my ears. It was very strange. I think I would think that I would know somebody's music more than that. I would I think so. My my basic familiarity with Grateful Dead at this juncture, I've heard a couple of their songs, and I feel like I'm familiar with them a little bit more than you, but not by a whole lot. I've listened to one of their live albums, which you know doesn't make a dent. No, in even in even any kind of way at all. Grateful Dead have. Uh, somewhere in the realm of 200 albums, and the vast, vast majority of those albums are live albums. I don't know how you count them the same way. So, like, uh, Bob Dylan, for instance, he records all of his concerts, and you can buy the audio from the venue or from his uh, merch booth or whatever and spend whatever it is to buy what you just watched audibly. But it's not a live album, technically. It's not been remastered. It's not been, you know, like... So does it count the same way as a Grateful Dead album? That's like an album. album. That's like a roller coaster album where you get on the roller coaster and they take a picture of you. And at the end of the roller coaster, you can buy the picture you just got. I like Mm -hmm. that. That's a good comparison. Bob Dylan is effectively the the concert roller coaster. I wooted in there. Is it loud enough to hear? You can hear me. Listen to me woot right here. (laughs) <laughs> at, at four minutes and 50 seconds, I wooted. That's a date. Like, co- comedians do that as well. And it's kind of dangerous to be like, okay, we're filming my stand-up album tonight. And then somebody could come in and just ruin it by heckling you and be like, I'm mm. on this album. Did you know that they're, that those are amalgamations? Were you aware of that? That they, Yeah, like lots of different shows at one time. Yeah. Yeah. There was, When we went to Pat Oswalt's stand-up special... He even talked about, he was like, yeah, we did two nights, and he was like, yeah, we spliced them together. Yeah, like, that's what they do. Yeah. Well, that's a better shot at it, though, two of them, as opposed to however many they do for the album. If you have a whole group of losers and one joke doesn't land one night, and the next night you have a whole group of winners, Yeah, and it does, then you got to throw in a winner. That's right. And then you got to throw the funny one in, not the no laughs. I want to do one where I'm a stand-up. And uh, I splice together only the parts that no one laughed at. Ooh, that'd be fun. Ooh, How like do you that. think Grateful Dead does it? Do you think that they do multiple shows, or do you think that they've only recorded like? Do you think they've recorded every one of their shows at this point, and then just like piece them together into two hundred albums? Well, the thing is, every single night they record a show, uh, they do each song five times, and they just pick the best time. Oh, that makes sense. That's Every show is actually just the same Grateful Dead yeah. song five times because they what, know they've got to fit it in exactly. somewhere. That's what the Beatles did. So, I mean, no they, worries. I feel like honestly, I, Grateful Dead probably only play like one song per show. 
Because they probably spent the rest of the time just jamming. That's yeah. what I was about to say. They are just jam. That's why you can't splice. Yeah. Each night is its own night. It's wild. They do a lot of covers. I found a lot of covers last night. It's been mm-hmm. it was pretty great. Did you see all the covers? I saw. I, there was too many. Yeah. It's almost an. It's there's too many. They so did so. The, some of the more notable ones they did. Uh, Desolation Row by Bob Dylan, which is pretty good. It's a long song. Uh, Ico Ico, which is a fun song. You I know. like that one a lot. Dixie Cups. Yep. Um, I, I there's really I mean there's more, but those are the two main ones that I remember. Um, Baba O'Reilly, bud. Yeah, Baba O'Reilly. Isn't that bud. weird? Why would you? That's oh, a weird one. They covered El Paso by Marty Robbins. I mm. love that. Marty Robbins, the inventor of. Fuzz. Did you know Marty Robbins basically created the fuzz wow. guitar effect? Yeah. It's wild. Really? Yep. What on what what song did he create that? It's on? a song called Don't Worry. Oh. And what happened was there was a channel that was going out in the mixer for the bass line. And so when the bass there's a prominent part where everything stops and the bass comes in for a bass line and it just starts buzzing. Hmm. And there you go. Thus Fuzz was born. What an interesting factoid. Yeah, it's real. Look it up. Did you want to play one of those covers? Uh, Yeah, we can play a cover uh, that uh, they did. Let's do... How about we do one that they covered? Uh, somebody else covered them, because I found this one and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Scarlet Begonias by Sublime. and double joinery and such that mm-hmm. sounds like you're getting on an elevator in like a stoner factory a weed factory? factory yeah oh. a factory where stoners are made yeah <laughs> come in one door normal person leaves stoner exactly you know if you're gonna play covers where other people cover them then you know you should play the one on here that's the most popular song for an artist that's really good mm. why don't you tell us what it is it's uh, off of a, a compilation record that's quite good, and multiple people came together. On on in the playlist we have Moses Sumney and Jenny Lewis on one of them. You have one with Mumford and Sons, and you have one by my one of oh, a favorite of mine, Bonnie Prince Billy, Ruben and Sharice. Which thank you Spotify for making it his favorite song for just ridiculous reasons. Thank you, way to go. But anyway, it's a great song. You should get, you should give her a little taste. Give her a taste. Mm-hmm. Brushing her long hair gently down It was the afternoon of carnival As she brushes it gently down And Reuben was strumming his painted mandolin It was made with a pretty face in chain
Tyler, you did it. What a guy. What you a did guy. it. Yeah, I have more choices left this year, so... Uh, You've got Bonnie I, Prince I, Billy I might, on the show. I might, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I hope I hope that you... It's on this show, so it now has to be on the other show. Mm, no. I no, think I've had it on the other show. Possibly. Probably. Already. That was I, a, I can't remember. a compilation called Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. came out in 2016, and there's a lot of people on there, a lot of names on there. One that's interesting is Bruce Hornsby did a version of Black Muddy River, and Bruce Hornsby toured with them in the early 90s. He's known uh, for the song The Way It Is, which is a good song, but he's also known because Tupac sampled it and uh, made the song Changes. Oh. So that's pretty good stuff. He's right also there. known as Robin Williams' favorite musical artist that he fakes as his son's favorite musical artist and world's greatest dad. Oh, my. And Bruce Hornsby has a cameo where he performs a song in that movie. That's wild. I remember that movie. Yeah, it's good I movie. saw it. That is all. This is not about movies, but, you know, it's, I just threw it. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I can appreciate about Grateful Dead is that they can kind of buck this idea in a lot of ways that we're only really looking for familiar music as to say that when, when you go to a concert, you're like, just play the hits because they don't really do that because they spend probably like what? 80% of the time just jamming. Mm -hmm. Like there's a huge dedicated field of deadheads. Yes. That are like so into the grateful dead and they're there to listen to them jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, people aren't necessarily only out there looking to listen to just the hits well, or just catchy songs. There's a lot of drugs involved. Yeah, in that's that what too, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. And I've seen people talk about how nobody really wants to go see the dead. It's not really like you get there if you're all sober and it's just like, okay. But then when you're, when you're all high, then you're like, let's go see the dead. The dead's going to be awesome. You can go see the dead, all right? Because you're all, you know, you're all in the mood. And that's when it becomes good because it's not good otherwise. Right when you get out of the factory. Yeah, right when you get out. You get (laughs) out of the stoner factory. factory. You go, there's a, it's a conveyor belt, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Just like on a semi-light. It goes right out of the stoner factory, right into a Grateful Dead. It takes you to a dead end. Yeah. And then at the end, (laughs) it takes you into a widespread panic concert afterwards to sober you up for a minute so you can do the loop again. And then dinner at fish. Yeah. And they take a picture on your yeah. way through and way through. buy it. Every yeah. single concert, you do have a four picture and every concert you get a picture so you can see the stages of your stonerness. Progression. Mm-hmm. And then I like you, that. And then you get out and you say, oh, and you get right back in line to get back on the stoner factory ride. That really accurately describes what being a deadhead is. Well, Pretty you much. Can, you can still do it to this day. There's uh, Dead and Company that are still touring mm-hmm. that have, there's Bob Weir in there. Other members, but John Mayer's there too for some oh reason. My. I've He's, heard great things about them. About Dead and Company? Yeah. I have a oh, friend I that's gone. Maybe John Mayer. No, he's not of them. Um, I have a friend that has gone to see Dead and Company, I think twice, and they have a. Uh, they like it. Yeah. I would, I would have gone had this um, current situation not be happening and where we couldn't go to the summer concerts. I probably would have tried to go to mm-hmm. it just because. It's a thing to do, yeah, you know? I, I own a Grateful Dead t-shirt. Do you? Yeah. Oh, my. And my, uh, did you get it from Walmart? No, I did not. It's tie-dye. It's oh, okay. pretty sweet. It's blue tie-dye on one side, red on the other side. It's got the little logo. Mm-hmm. Which one? 
The bear, the skull. Right? No, oh, the skull. skull. Yeah, oh, I yeah. figured the skull, but I also think I, at one point I had a Grateful Dead. You know those necklaces you buy at Spencer's gift festivals and things. They're pewter and such, and have marbles. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe my neighbor had. I don't know. He had a Grateful Dead hacky sack. He introduced mm-hmm. me to the dead, and uh, they're okay. I think it sounds like my collective knowledge uh, of the dead, which is minimal, is uh, greater than you three's collective knowledge together. Apparently, which is I, I find unfathomable in a way. Because my familiarity is mostly with one 2003 Greatest Hits album and the album American Beauty, of which I took from my father's CD collection. And he claimed, I claimed he said I could have it, which I distinctly remember him saying. And he claimed, no, I did not. And then re- retracted the disc from my, my presence. So Did you at least get to um, uh, rip it onto your... I did. Okay. I ripped it. That's the most important so part. the first thing you do. What's a CD good for? Speaking of uh, those bears... Mm-hmm. Those dancing bears, it's a lie. They're not dancing. They're marching. Oh, no. Surprise, everybody. Propaganda. Yeah. Marching bears. What's the, what is it? What's it? What's the deal? What's the deal? Yeah. That's the deal. Everybody thinks that they're dancing bears, but then, in fact, they are marching. Why? Why are they marching? Uh, they didn't say why they're marching. That's just what they're doing. They're just Do not you know really where the, dancing. That's weird. You know where the name came from? They're doing a high step march. Where did the name come from? Do you know? No. This is a pretty common story. I was wondering if you had heard it. They were looking for, they used to be called the Wizards. Mm. Is that right? Yes. And is it? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like it. No, it was, I, I got to get back to it. Maybe it was the Warlocks. Their initial name was the Warlocks. Okay. And then they're like, we got we to gotta change our name. And uh, so they just went to a dictionary and opened up a dictionary. And they found Grateful Dead, which was a, a phrase the term, a terminology, the Grateful Dead, which is about satisfying one's earthly things once they've passed, kind of situation, Ooh. if I remember correctly. Huh. Yeah, they're kind of weird. You know, they're from Palo Alto, which is ironic now because of all the money in the region. Mm. And, yeah, and they're just a bunch of hippies. California. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, they are a bunch of hippies. They're <laughs> they were made from remnants of a Palo Alto, a former Palo Alto band called. California, it was a California jug band. California jug band. That's a that's a style. Do you think that they just jammed out on the jugs a lot? Well, they called themselves Mother McCree's Uptown Jug Champions. Ooh. So it sounds like they championed jugs regularly. Oh, they jammed on those jugs. They clearly did. Woo-hoo. They jammed so hard that they got some type of an award. Perhaps a certificate. Who Champion. Knew, who knew that there were even jug awards to begin with? State fairs they knew. have everything. Yeah, they knew. True. Yeah. Palo Alto. Don't start with the state <laughs> fair thing. Uh, what do you think oh about boy. Jerry Garcia? You know, he's, he's dead. a pretty good guitar player. He's a lot of people look up to Jerry Garcia in the music world, which he I think is rightfully so. He's a good guitar player. He's missing part of his finger. Oh my. He played slide. Uh, as well, which was quite, and his slide style was interesting, not all the time, but you know, I think he's an interesting fella. He's kind of, mi- there's some mysticism about him, and I've seen him without a beard once and it freaked me out. Oh God, I've never seen that and I don't want to. Yeah. He's a pretty, um, oh, what would you, how would you say it? He has ice cream. They have an ice cream yes. named after him. That's yes. not a thing in music very much. Like no, what other no. musicians have ice cream named after them? So uh, it's pretty Cherry Garcia is Cherry what Garcia. it's called from Ben and Jerry's, right? Yes. Yeah. See? He That's does. something. He also is He's made it. He's the hero of one of the characters, really, in uh 
Half Baked, the film, the Dave Chappelle film Half Baked, mm-hmm. and they claim to have his ashes in a bag he wears around his neck. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler, Jerry Garcia pops out of the ashes and saves them. He saves them. From, he really does. From a certain doom, yes. Have yeah. you not seen that? No, I've never seen it. Oh, boy. I can't think of any other artist who's... Uh, Who's like named after ice cream, or mm-hmm. ice cream is named after them rather? Mm-hmm. But I can think of one Pfeiffer fighting song that I think has you know an ice cream named after it. Superman. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's. Are you sure the song isn't named after the ice cream? Uh, no, I think it's the other way around. I'm pretty know. sure that they named the ice cream after the Pfeiffer fighting song. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I heard can't that. Stand to fly. I heard that Kryptonite is really about Superman ice cream. No, three doors down. <laughs> that's what I was. I was gonna say that one, but then I realized that it's called Kryptonite, yeah. not Superman. So I was like, "Oh wait, nope, can't do that joke." I heard that Superman ice cream is Superman's real Kryptonite. It's my Kryptonite. Three colors with the same flavor, but they want to make you think it's different. <laughs> You've tricked me, ice cream manufacturers. Mm. I was fooled about that for a long time. <laughs> um, I, I did find prior to even thinking about recording this episode, um, there was. Uh, a Howard Stern episode where he's talking to the Counting Crows and he's asking them what um, what do they play when they're just trying to you know like wind down like when you guys are all just sitting together what do you play and he said that uh, that they go to this festival thing in the middle of the night for between like 2 and 5 a.m. or something like that and they'll just play cover songs and their own songs and stuff and they did Friend of the Devil hey, the Grateful song. Dead Great song. the intro song to this episode Yes, but if you'll play just a bit of the uh, Counting Crows version from YouTube, it's the live version. The one, there's one on Spotify that's the recorded version, but I like the live version better because his voice cracks. I lit out for Reno As a chair by 20 hands didn't get to sleep last night Till the morning came around Sit out running, but I take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. If I get home before daylight, just might get some sleep tonight. I ran into the devil, he loaned me 20 bills. Spent the night in Utah, in a cave up in Nice cover, uh, I suppose, Jared. You don't like you don't like them. I like we, they were a good band, bad band alum. I said nice. Mm, okay, I think Jared took that on offense. I just I thought it Jeez. was relevant to the show. It we was do. relevant. I said nice. Bring cover. up things that are related nice to cover. other things. You know, my I think uh, that when I look at their discography, I, 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 let me just make a bunch more noises like that. Mm-hmm. Some vowel noises, real quick. You sound like a, a dolphin. The two albums, yeah, the two albums, "Working Man's Dead" really and "American Beauty" are the ones that for me that I feel like uh, are the ones that I that I think about when I think of Grateful that like I know of. But they have a bunch of albums. Those are the two I really stick to. In 19, those are both since nineteen seventy, mm. and so it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. That's where, as you saw on our top five, three of them were from uh, American Beauty, and then one of them wasn't even Sugar Magnolia, which is another big song from that album. Great song, by the way. Yeah, I went and looked at some other songs that were in the "This Is Grateful Dead" section on Spotify, and tried to see if there's anything else that kind of. I recognized or I liked or whatever, and then I got into the wormhole of the covers and all that other mm-hmm. thing. And that was a wild thing right there. 
So, I don't know. Grateful Dead. I appreciate uh, as well the Rolling Stones' greatest artists of all time list, mm-hmm. and they're like number 50, 57. You yeah. know, that's that's just an impressive impressive spot to be in. I feel like we should be covering more of those artists. That I mean, you know, like some of the the greatest in the opinion of Rolling Stone. Like we should go over it. Yep, true. That's a little bit difficult. That though, you know, that could change at any time in a way. How do you measure greats? From, well, they do from, it at one from, time, though. So then they do it again, and they yeah, up, they but, fix it. Or but you can't. Whatever. It's difficult to measure because you know your memory is always going to be more positive than it was. Mm-hmm. You're always going to remember something that you that you think was good in a better light than maybe it really was. Sometimes, like mm-hmm. that's pretty common. So it's like, how do you compare these some newer artists or even an artist from like 15 years ago that has proven to be you know, with someone like the like the Grateful Dead, that it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just very difficult to do, to make lists like that. It's almost like it's not a measure of quality, and is instead a measure of impact, mm-hmm. right? But that's still difficult too, though, because like the impact of a band that's only been around for fifteen years compared to the impact of a band that's been around for fifty years, right? You know, in in forty years, will that fifteen year band have the same? impact as the 50-year band does now potentially yeah i mean if it does you know what i mean so that's why it's just like i don't know these lists are useful for you know the quality aspect of it because you're not gonna have some garbage bands on there but yeah i don't know that's just a weird it's just a weird thing to me to think about but they are rightfully so i wouldn't be i'm not i wouldn't be surprised to see them on a list like that from multiple sources sure yes just because of the the nature of everyone's love for the dead Let's uh, transfer on to Dead or Alive. Oh, boy. I play that song for a purpose. Because you know we're going to play their most popular song probably many, many, many times. times. Yep. Yeah. And because I would like to announce how little that I'm going to know about this group for a lot of my research was uh, interest in the idea of a one-hit wonder. Mm. And it was a mistake. Mm. It was truly a mistake. I was like interested in the idea that like the 80s had so many one-hit wonders and that one-hit wonders aren't really a thing that you see that often anymore. And lo and behold, dead or alive, two hit wonder, dose hitters. Not the place to have They're this actually, conversation. They actually had two hits. It was actually a hit. Brand new lover. Yeah, was but uh, you got to make it known for the listeners. Number fifteen on the Billboard I, chart. I think it's a better song. I like the song. I think it's better than. It's, their, it's a pretty good song. Then their top song yet to be named. It's still eighties as heck. Well, yeah, but I think it's. I think it's. I think it's better. I think it really comes down to the question being, uh, instead of saying, do you like Dead or Alive, it's really, do you like that one song, and also, do you think that anything else they did sounds okay? <laughs> yeah, that's where I, that's my opinion when I started. And then I heard Brand New Lover, and I was like, well, this is, this is better, at least. Fair. I think, it's, I think that that's okay. I think that's a fine 80s song. Really? I agree. I agree with that. The music videos are pretty wild. All of them are pretty wild. Jared, do you want to talk about their singer? 
yes, I will talk about their singer. Pete Burns is the man's name, mm-hmm. and uh, he was an interesting fellow. He is now uh, deceased, unfortunately. He had quite a bit of cosmetic surgery over his lifetime, and he just continued to do it. And by the time he got to the toward the end of of his life, he was unrecognizable almost, and Damn. he died basically due to complications from the amount of surgeries that he did. He was on the Celebrity Big Brother. I don't remember what, probably UK. That's I where they're so. from, and uh, he performed. Uh, I, you spin me right round on the show with the host of the show, and he just he couldn't move his face. Yeah, it was it was impossible to see any kind of expression. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Not good. Wild, wild stuff from that man. But yeah, he uh, he spoke German until he was uh, five years old, which resulted in local children spending days outside his house shouting. Hail Hitler, outside his home. Jeez. Oh, no. Uh, he was bullied. Wasn't he born in 59, something like that? At the age of 14, he dropped out of school uh, because he was summoned to the headmaster's office. And he arrived there with no eyebrows, harmony red hair, and one gigantic earring. Oh, my At goodness. At 14 <laughs> years old. He was this way the entire time. It was great. He's wild. Indeed. I'm looking at the track list for Youthquake. Oh, yes. There's some interesting song titles on mm-hmm. this album. Youthquake, of course, being the album You Spin Me Round Like a Record, mm-hmm. does find itself upon. The sixth track is You Spin Me Round Like a Record performance mix, mm. which is very strange because mm. that's the middle of the album. They put a no- the same song in the middle. It might not be that way on the actual CD. I- I'm wondering. That's what I'm, I'm not sure. I'll let Spotify you know. mixes some Let's stuff see. up here. What was that? Youthquake track listing he recorded he re-recorded no. that song multiple times lots of times and he got to the end where uh, every time that they he was signed to a label they wanted him to re-record it in some way like a dance mix some other kind of mix whatever and he just kept saying i cannot keep doing this song over and over again it's been perfected by so many like and they did it with other songs as well like every time he went to do a new record they wanted him to re-record his old songs. And he, I mean, he just kept doing it. But at the same time, he was like, there's nothing more I can change about this song. It's already been changed so many times. I guess that's how dance music, you know, sometimes works, especially in the 80s and 90s. And going from an 80s band into the 90s trying to stay relevant. And it's like, just keep doing especially the same when, song. Yeah, especially when your sound is so, like, entrenched in the 80s. Mm. Well, how do you get another hit? If you, you just keep doing the same song over and over. He had to. Right. They got another one two years later in 1987. Well, pretty recent. And but it was like, better. Never later in his career, really. No, because you're an 80s band. Yeah. You ain't going to get no more hits. You've done done it. Mm. They got two songs on there that have titles with a parenthesized title portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you just say what the what the song is called? Okay. My heart goes bang. Get me to the doctor. Yeah, you don't. Is it? Is get me to the doctor in the title? Is it? Do you need it? Take, stop it. If people can't recognize it by the name of it, you spin me round. You got to put like a record in there as well. You don't have to do these things. Quit. <laughs> I do like that that title. It's like you spin me round. 
Uh, I'm not sure what you know if you know what spinning round like like that what that means, yeah. but uh, it's like a record. Like a record. A record does that. Lots All of like things a, can spin. Like a record. Yeah, but like a record is my example. I'd like to provide for how I'm spun. Yeah. Uh, like CDs a rec- could spin. Like meat, a record. Meat could spin. That's uh, a, that would have been a f- meat spin. <laughs> that would have been a fun <laughs> song. You spin me round, round, baby, right round, I don't, like a meat spin. I don't think you can oh, say no. meat spin because it sounds like uh, a dance you, from Magic Mike. I do don't you, think you can. Do you know what it's it is? It's a male strip club. It's similar to the helicopter. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't say meat spin. It's a thing. It, it's an. It's a website. Well, no no one looked don't that go up. There. Don't do not go there. Don't go there. It's covered in viruses. Do it's not real go bad. There. Well, go there on an Apple device. They're much less prone to getting infected. Are you going to tell them what it is? Um, you brought it up. <laughs> so it is a uh, so it's a, a shock website, mm-hmm. much like uh, Lemon Party. If you remember that, this is very Pen Island. Pen Island is the one that, I was going to think of. That's a good one. It's very very not safe for work. Uh, it was a thing that a lot of kids would pass around, like in school, to mess with their friends. Uh, and it is some very, very explicit uh, gay sex. And it's just spinning around. Hmm. And it keeps track of how hmm. many spins you watched. And it's to the song of Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Around. Yep. That's that's the bit. Hmm. Oh, so it is relevant. It's relevant. Yes. yes. I'm, very, I'm glad. You have worked in a culturally created gay porn gif insensitive inappropriate (laughs) reference it's awful into our musical episode it's congratulations give this man an award the most you don't touch that (laughs) the most you've spoken on an episode yet in describing things for a while is about this it's one of those things that's so like traumatizing it's always ingrained into my brain so every time i hear that song I, for a second, think about that video. Don't look it up. He, you Please think don't about look it, it up. It's so he still thinks about it to this day. Get this man professional help, please. Please. For his nose and for his brain. Hmm. One thing that has helped me not think about it, there's a cover of this song. It's very, very good. I was waiting for that to be the next thing he brought up, now that you have the spotlight. It's, uh, it's by Ninja Sex Party on their Under the Covers album, uh, yeah. part three, I think. Go ahead, go ahead and play that. gotta admit that if there's any song that that would make sense for them to cover that'd be the one yeah yeah what's your definition of good over there pal yeah it's pretty run-of-the-mill cover it's not very like stupendous or anything yeah it's like, a, am, it's like a weezer cover i'm mm. all about it especially the instrumental part which uh it's a tupperware remix party uh cover 
and then they joined Ninja Sex Party, so they did it together. A what? Tupperware Remix Party. What is that? It's a band of robots and a lion uh, that do instrumental things. Why did you? Why did you say that? Like everybody would know what that was, <laughs> and then not explain what it was without prompting. It's a band. I don't know. I just thought people knew things. No, nobody knows what that is. So, Tupperware, Tupperware Remix Party is now the backing band to Ninja Sex Party. They they kind of merged. Oh, but they were a band before they merged. Uh, they did sounds instrumental terrible. stuff mostly. Just, just sounds awful. It's pretty great. Awful. Will you play Wall Spin by it, our friend? He's not really our friend, but he's somebody we've talked about a bunch of times. Neil Cesariga. Mm. He's a great man. Tyler left. Horrible. I love it's that. Horrible. It started as garbage and it compounded into more garbage. <laughs> it's utter you. trash. How dare you? You hate everything fun. That's fun right there. That's fun. Did you know that? You know what else is fun? What? When Alvin and the Chipmunks cover songs. Oh Let's listen God. to that Alvin and the Chipmunks cover of You Spin Me Around Like a Record. I don't think you even need chipmunks. Can't you just basically separate the vocal track and speed it up and you've just done that on your own? Well, that's the that's thing. That's what Alvin and the Chipmunks is, they, friendo. That was I from know, that's my point. The, the film soundtrack. That was a actually recorded, uh, credited to Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I feel as though they are the, the group, the artists, if you will, that you can do that the most with and have it not really be them. Like you, there's so many like uh, sped up versions on YouTube of songs. Actually, back in the day, uh, I had an entire channel where I would take songs, separate separate the vocal track, speed it up, turn it into an Alvin Alvin and the Chipmunk thing, and then put links all over it to my actual videos as like free advertising. You have ruined the internet. I know it was great. So you credited it as we are, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yeah. Oh, my. Yep, Liar. that's copyright infringement, and you will soon be sued. Thanks for admitting it live on the air. Alvin! <laughs> Anywho, Pete Burns. You know, he was previously in a different band mm-hmm. uh, entitled Nightmares in Wax, in Wax, whose original name was Rainbows Over Nagasaki. Stupid name, bad name. Don't, that's a bad name. Oh, my. Uh, but apparently it, they were gothic post-punk. Yeah, so I have how a, do you? I have a song actually on the playlist. Yeah, which one um, did you put on there? It is Shangri La or Black Leather. Or? So it's it's called um, Flowers, and then an, uh, no, it's just called Flowers, and it was performed live at Celebration 1980, and it was 
more along the lines of what you are talking about, but as dead or alive. There is clearly an alternate universe where Dead or Alive was like a big post-punk band. Yeah. That you can just see that they actually had like the energy and like the voice and the instrumentation that could have yeah. could have done it. But probably we live in a world, our alternate universe, of course, where they were told to keep recording the same damn song <laughs> over yep. and over again. That's right. And they weren't like allowed to evolve into maybe something that well, would they have... Didn't- been memorable and actually well, could have made a big difference. It's already memorable in the worst way. I don't know. I I don't know if it's because they wanted to do that the style of the dance style, the high energy uh, dance music of the eighties, and I mean they could have stayed in that same realm. It would have they would have found success the same way Joy Division found success, the same way other bands like that found the success. Cure. Yeah, the Cure. I would. Yeah, I've seen more of Cure. Although he has way more energy in that video yes. than what. Um, yeah, he's not as the Cure did. Well, yeah. that's because they're mopey. Was it Robert Smith? Yeah, he's mo- yes. he's oh, mopey. Yeah, right. Similar okay. haircut though. Mm-hmm. They do have similar haircuts. But right? yeah, I, I I was reading the YouTube comments and it was saying like people when they talk about Dead or Alive, like they wish that they knew this version of them because this well, version version's is not better. Well, it's not real. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, cause the, his initial band was the was that band, mm-hmm. not Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Right. Then Dead or Alive is the dance band. Mm-hmm. So like this isn't a version of Dead or Alive, mm-hmm. Dead or Alive. This is like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how do you go into this garbage from yeah. something better? You know what I mean? Like, I, um, if well, there, is there an alternate universe like that? I don't know because he already did that, and then he's like, "Well, you know, do another band that's not." Well, I'm imagining what happened was was that it didn't catch on when well, he did it, and maybe. so he was like, "Well, I'd like to get popular, and so I'm going to go in this direction." And lo and behold, he has one of the most that like popular popular eighty songs of all time. Maybe the other stuff sucked. You can find. They only had like an EP with three songs, three or four songs, but you can find them on Spotify. Hmm. And I don't know what they sound like because I didn't listen to them. But maybe maybe they have one song that they performed as Dead or Alive, Flowers, and it's good, and the other ones, maybe the other ones suck. I don't know.
Nightmares and Wax is the good band. Yeah, definitely yeah. better. I don't like all the 80s treatment on the vocal as much, but the rest of it, I can see why people might not like it, though. It's a little difficult yeah. for people who are looking for not not that. So you're not going to get super popular with it. But We've been talking a lot about uh, Pete Burns, the lead singer, and I want to mention briefly uh, a keyboardist that played for them uh, during the 80s. His name is Peter Oxendale. He was a keyboardist in the band Sparks and in the band uh, Jet, not the Jet we know, Are You Gonna mm. Be My Girl, but another band called Jet. He also played keyboard for uh, Frankie Goes uh, to Hollywood, which are a good band as well from the 80s. But he is known now as a forensic musicologist, and he was an expert witness on the copyright infringement case between uh the blurred line song huh he he was in dead or alive really that guy he was in that guy the guy that got marvin Gaye's money yes that's pretty wild that is wild that's quite the thing yep yeah imagine being in dead or alive and then later be an expert in anything yeah that's what i was thinking (laughs) particularly in music the thing that you made and butchered in the 80s. Why do you hate it so much? I can't believe it. I didn't know Tyler you Tyler doesn't hate like it so anything much. fun. I know. Fun things you are not. You guys are ones to talk. I brought up Ninja Sex Party, a great band. That's not also, fun. It's no, not fun. fun. No, Boo. it's not. No. You guys Boo, hate fun. You suck. Shame on you. I like fun things. What did you think of the cover of David Bowie? I didn't listen to the cover of David Bowie. Oh, let's my. give him a little taste. Yeah, let's play it. In a I like how he winds up for that. You like that? He really does. What does he think he's doing? Billy Idol as as maybe David Bowie. The original. He was the original Billy Idol. Was he? I guess I don't know. (laughs) I guess I don't know. That covers okay. Yeah, yeah. At least at least they changed it up a little bit. I I read that he did the cover in another group that he was in, but he also did it as uh, Dead or Alive. Well, they did something called International. Crisis, but they spelled crisis with a ch. Oh boy! Is it like a different? I th- I think it was uh like a thing he did after. Yeah, it was his new venture, and I guess he re-recorded it. Can but he... it's also on the um Spotify for Dead or Alive. Mm. So I think they just did two versions for the same. Well, they song. didn't Weezer it, so mm. it wasn't too bad for that. No, uh, you get that's like Weezer. a yeah, you did pretty good. If you could, if that's my benchmark, which it yeah. now is, thank yes. you, Weezer. Yes. Weezer is the cover benchmark. Yeah, if it's better than Weezer, then you win. Yes, you won, Dead or Alive. I would argue the biggest sample in the recent time, and we don't have to play it necessarily. We can if we want. Is Flo Rider doing uh, "Right Round" featuring Kesha? That song. Yeah, I know that song. It's pretty. Everybody knows it. 
on that episode, Florida Georgia line. Yes. You used the hard R and you did it again. What did I do? Flow Rider. It's Flow Rider. It's Flow Right. I said R. Flow Rider. Flow Rider. He's riding. The- oh yes, I've been listening to um this band called Flow Rider. Shut up. Kirby. We're talking about uh, Buster Grimes. And he was like, "Yeah, we're doing Buster, Buster Grimes. Buster Grimes. Buster Grimes. <laughs> it's pretty great." <clears throat> Uh, you guys are mean to me. <laughs> I don't want to host this show no more. Whoa. Is that is that what you want? Yeah, there's no R in that. You're getting closer. Now just transfer it to somewhere where it's less insensitive. Gosh. Mm. Being rude to all of us. All right. Pronouncing R's. Saying you don't want to do the show no more. Rhyming. It's not cool. All not right. cool, man. So do we want to the wrapper up? Grateful Dead's better. Okay, fair. Yeah, Grateful Dead's better. If it were a contest of uh, the more interesting band, Grateful Dead, it would be Dead or Alive. No, it wouldn't. All of the crazy. Oh, I didn't even tell you the story. He he worked at. Uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. You didn't really bring it, but it just hit my mind. He worked. <laughs> maybe this will sway you. He worked at a record store. And he would uh, harass people when they would come in, when they would buy things. It's basically like a high-fidelity situation Oh, where they would come in and he would throw the records at the people. Yeah. He was a wild man. That must be in the Nightmares in Wax period. Probably. Before he... Yeah. 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 Then he probably worked there and threw his records at people. Buy this record! And I was like, I don't want your garbage. Hmm. I'll pick uh, Grateful Dead also. Oh, look at you. What are you trying to use a story to sway me and you're just going to choose Grateful Dead anyway? I I spent more time looking at the Dead or Alive, like researching that this week, listening to the music. I watched a bunch of music videos, but it wasn't enough to to get me on the side. But it was interesting. The music videos are wild. The music is weird. They have the same song. If you like their music... You listen to an album, it's the same album over and over. Like, it's a bizarre thing. But, yeah, I mean, Grateful Dead are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are uh, they have ice cream. What more do you want? Ice cream really does it. What else do you yeah. need other than that? They have ice cream at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ooh. Oh, wow. They should serve it there. If they don't, let, I'm going to go let there. Let Dax vote, you fools. Uh, so, I like Dead or Alive. I really do. That's, uh, uh, they're very interesting. Uh, I like the song, the one song. Uh, Ninja Sex Party is my pick. Yeah, okay. You're Which song worst. are you talking about that you like? You're the worst. Uh, you spin me. You like that more than Brand New Lover? I do. This is why. I pick Grateful Dead. This is Dead. why. He picked Grateful Dead. All right. What you, Patreon say? Patreon is unanimous. Uh, they've been tied for, what, three weeks in a row? Yeah. This time they're unanimous. They picked Dead or Alive. Is no, that real? They did not. Yeah. Oh my! No, they didn't. What? They did. That's something. Yeah, they're unanimous on dead or alive. Yeah, that's amazing. What? That's amazing. <laughs> I did not expect that even a little I, I, bit. I can see it. Like wow. I get it. It's a really, really good song. No, Patreon, it's not. you have stunned me today. You're right. Brand new lover is really good. That's right. <laughs> okay. I've been, I'm also in Sean Ock. Look at me, Sean Ock. That's not a word. Shaw and all in shock, all in shock. And if you want to have your vote on uh, the show, go to patreon.com slash record roundtable. You can influence uh, future votes. Do, do, do that thing. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Next week, we're talking about Outcats. 
follow us on social media. Look at our website where we have articles and stuff. Tell us who you think is the good band. Uh, just send us a DM or an email. Somebody will check it. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. Ну, а вы, как бы,